A long, long time ago In a galaxy far away That's it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 17 (laughs) of the Gentleman Overlords podcast. I'm Andrew. Hey, I'm Robert. And I'm Max. Sorry, I'm still... uh, (laughs) Oh, boy. Sorry. That was just very funny. Oh, yes. Uh, Hey, guys. How's it going? Ah, Doing good. I'm doing great. Yeah. Uh, Robert's uh, in the middle of coughing up all the water that was put in his body throughout the day today. Yep. Um... Put yeah, it, put in forcefully. You had no say in the matter. Yeah, is that a force like a yes. Star Wars force? Okay. Exactly. The force is Qu- one with Qu- the force, and the force is with Robert, <laughs> forcing good. water into his body. Um, guys, we're we're talking with some new tech right now. So if we all sound different, it's because there's some new tech in the room, guys. It's my bionic arm. <laughs> Max's bionic arm. Yeah, all the other mics and everything else. Uh, my robotic third leg, if you know what I mean. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Wow. That's me winking. Oh, I'm so robotic guy. Yeah. I feel like these mics are going to pick up all of these. Yeah, all the bodily noises. Here's my stomach. Ooh. Gurgle, gurgle. Uh. That was my third leg again. <laughs> Get its own mic. <laughs> Uh, so guys, we're, uh, we're coming to the end of 2016, the calendar year. Um, and, uh, well, what a year we've had guys for this podcast. We almost did one a month. We missed Jan. Yeah, but that's, I mean, we've been doing a good job. Yeah, I think we've been doing a good job. I'm proud of us. I think January is a good month to miss. Yeah, I think we can be (laughs) self-congratulatory about putting out a podcast a month. I'm proud of us, you guys. Yeah. Um, we've seen some stinkers. We've seen some clinkers. We've seen some... Dunkers? Dunkers. We've seen some funkers. And some smackaroos. We've seen some smackaroos. We've seen some daiquiris. We've seen some... (laughs) We've drank some daiquiris. We've drank some daiquiris. We've seen some uh, shackaries on screen. Was Shaq in any of the movies we saw? No, but he could be. He could be. Yeah. I guess we haven't talked about Rogue One yet, and he could be in Rogue One. for hey. Hey, Pay attention for the rest of the <laughs> podcast for a Shaq sighting. Um, but as 2016 comes to an end, guys, do you want, let's talk about some of the goodies, some of the baddies that we've seen in 2016. That's a good idea. Rob's got a list. Um, Max is looking at my list. Max is, <laughs> is cheating off of Robert's cheat, paper. Cheat, cheat. Um, do you guys want to, uh, uh, you right? Huh? Where am I? Um, it's a stomach again. <laughs> Why don't we talk about the stinkers first? What, sure. what have you guys seen this year that really stunk out to you? Well, uh, I feel like a lot of that is, uh, thanks to this podcast. Some <laughs> of the, some of the biggest stinkers. Thanks Hon- listeners. I, yeah. I, I feel like uh, there might've been a, a few movies I saw outside of the podcast that were bad, but but also not memorable. Right. So for that reason, I I was even having a hard time pulling them up in my search. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think obviously one of the biggest disappointments for me and and possibly for you guys was uh, Civil War. <laughs> The American Civil War. The American Civil War, I yeah. I just hate the way that, that happened. Brothers yeah. Against Brothers. Yeah, Ken Burns' documentary about the Civil War was probably the worst one you saw this year. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that we're talking about Batman versus Superman. Um, I don't need, we don't need to linger on it. It's just... It, <laughs> Check it, out our, our two-parter episode yeah, about, the, yeah. about Batman versus Superman. Couldn't fit all of our rage into one. No, I, I just feel like... Uh, 
even with all this distance on it, it's just it's disappointing. It, it's two huge iconic characters, more than two iconic characters. There's a lot going on in there, but it was just it was just not what it needed to be. It was a it was an okay trailer, and that was about it. Yeah, uh, it was just disappointing. I don't know. What do you? It was shit. It's a bad movie. Yeah, of course. I, <laughs> I don't I'm, think... I'm being kind of nice to it at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it was it was shitty, and then it and it shouldn't have been. There should have been some redeeming elements. I think you said during the podcast, Andrew, that you felt like you never needed to watch. I think you said that there were scenes in was it uh, Man of Steel that you acknowledged, like oh, like, that scene's okay, or that you know that scene's all right. Yeah. I would maybe pull that up on YouTube. I think you said that there's nothing in Batman vs Superman that makes you want to go back and revisit it. It's been, it's been, um, how long ago since that movie came out? Like April, May? Not long enough. Um, I have not once wished to revisit that movie. Once there's not like a scene where I'm like, you know what? Now that, like with with Man of Steel, I mean, we ranted for over an hour about Man of Steel for our first episode. Go back to the back catalog and check out episode number one, Man of Steel. I almost burped into the microphone. Um, I thought you were just giving them a chance to go back yeah. and listen to it. <laughs> yeah. So everybody go there. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back in an hour. We're all very conscious of our bodily <laughs> stuff going on. This right is now. new. This is new. Uh, wait till we get the uh, butt microphones next, and then yeah. they can hear it. I want everything mic'd up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's the, like you were saying, there are scenes from, uh, from Man of Steel where I will... I haven't gone back and revisited, but I kind of think back fondly on them. Sure. There's nothing from this movie that I think back of like, oh, that was kind of a cool scene or I even the um, I think we all said even during the um, fight between Batman and Superman, what should have been the payoff in the movie sucks. It's it's little tricky traps from Batman that just don't slow Superman down. And then it's Batman screwing around with Superman. And instead of making good on his promise to kill this alien, he's throwing him around and smashing him with sinks and just it's stupid and it's, begging off yeah it's it's just not good not yeah. good um i might go back and watch it really sometime. you just, just said it was shit it, just, it is <laughs> shit but i would watch it out of confusion I but also like I, I for- confusion I forget. like you forgot that you put it on or what? Like, like i forgot what happened in it and uh like really what made it so bad i kind of want to just pick it apart more as like a science thing than uh an entertainment thing just find put on out your lab coat and exactly uh, what the fuck happened here? but also like, like you, you return to the bathroom to take shits so like why wouldn't you return to a movie if you think it's shit exactly keep going you back for some sort shit. of point there <laughs> yeah it's like runny poop and just keep going back to it Every all right, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I can't even jump on board with the fake point I was making about that. Someone else mentioned another movie they didn't like. <laughs> so, actually, I had a movie that I thought was worse than uh, Batman vs Superman. Oh, uh oh, Neon Demon. Neon oh, De- did you I guys watch it? it? I've never even heard of it. Very controversial, Nicholas Wending Riffin movie, I believe. He was the guy who did Drive and then uh, Place Beyond the Pines, or no, no the other. Don't no, no, you he, dare! No, 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 he did. Um, no, 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 he did. Um, What's the other Ryan Gosling movie? Drive. No, but it's another. He did another one. Drive to yeah, yeah, Cruise yeah, Control. Yeah, um, b- 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 God. Only, Only God, God forgives. forgives. Yeah, that's right. 
which I've always divisive doing. films he makes. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, I didn't think Drive was too divisive, was it? People liked it. Some people didn't like overall. it. I think what people more people liked it than didn't like it. But a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's slow," or "The, the music sucks," or "It's nothing." Or there, there was there, the one mo- lady who yep. sued uh, sued the movie because it wasn't enough like a Fast and the Furious movie. This is true. Did she win? No. Uh, <laughs> no, she did not. I don't think. <laughs> I can I, say with almost all confidence that she did not win. <laughs> Or I'd be suing Batman versus Superman for <laughs> that not being a two-hour fight. However, <laughs> if you did win the lawsuit and you are listening to the podcast, you can ble- you're welcome to come on and tell us your adventures. Bleep all this suing out. Suing. <laughs> Let us know, and I'll bleep out the whole podcast. Please don't um, sue us. Well, in light, I, what did um, I mean? I don't know if you want to get into it, but what I, I've heard some murmurs and said, "What didn't you like about it? Why didn't you like it?" Um, it was definitely slow. It was visually appealing it, mm-hmm. it had some cool shots i think the guy should just be a photographer and should not make any movies <laughs> this, ever so there's a through line because i feel like Zack snyder who's i don't feel like a bad cinematographer should stick to that job and not be the director of movies i feel like mm-hmm. he's got a good eye for visuals and not much else yeah so. this guy has a better eye for visuals than Zack snyder but like made a worse movie than batman versus Yikes. superman wow yeah. did it at least deliver on the neon demon there were no demons. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck happened. Wh- what is what is the title referring to? It's about correct. Well, you should probably say because you. But it's like the modeling don't, world. Don't worry, Robert's got this covered. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I. It's it's like a young woman. I forget the actress. Um, but so she, do I. Yeah, but she. It's like the kind of the dark side of modeling. In fact, it, if if I had to compare it to something just based on the trailer, I would say it almost had like a black swan vibe, like. You don't know what's real or not. And almost uh-huh. almost uh, a, tri- a bit of a trip, as it were. You know, like what's real, what's not and stuff. But I heard by the end it gets very uh, horrific. Sure. No? Sure, it does. Okay. But not in an interesting way. It, all, it just seemed like yeah, every time they did something, they, they were like, okay, let's do something weird now. Let's, let's try this. We haven't tried this. We haven't done this. Let's throw a baby in there. People won't like that. And we'll do this oh. and that. Just like, ugh. I don't know. It, it, it really didn't earn anything that it did mm. in my eyes. Interesting. Okay. What about you, Drew? Um, I'm going to go with Gods of Egypt. I, mm. That movie, I mean, we talked about it on this podcast, and you can go back to the back catalog and check out our episodes of Popcorns or iTunes. Was I supposed to pick one from this one? So no, 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 no. No, okay. I just, I, I realized when I was going through movies I had seen this year, I really didn't see that many outside of the podcast. This is kind of a slow... Well, thank God for us. <laughs> so that's what I was about to say. Thank God for both of you. Um, I, I think, like, other than... I think this is a big TV watching year for me versus going to the movies or watching movies on streaming services or on DVD. Um, I couldn't really come up with a lot other than like what we saw for the podcast. And I think other than retreading the ground for Batman versus Superman, uh, I I do think I had more fun watching Gods of Egypt probably just because I was, it, it. I'm less attached to the... And there's a lot less baggage. ...subject matter than I am with Batman versus Superman. Even though you have a d- degree in Egyptology? <laughs> well, I, I do believe the Earth is flat and also <laughs> that uh, <laughs> Ra protects us from a floating spaceship above above Earth. But, I mean, that's that's a, that's a whole other thing. We don't need to get into that right now. Um, but I... 
it is like such a disaster of a movie in terms of like even the the vision of it just is so sloppily put together and it's just such a monstrosity of cg and like in a way that is nearly unwatchable but it is kind of it is kind of fun in a in a movie where it's just like if you can just turn your brain off and just watch uh Gerard Butler run around Egypt with a Scottish bro. It is, it is so funny in that way, but otherwise it is just, if you're trying for something to watch something, it is so bad. I could see, I could see someone who like kind of turns their brain off and enjoys like a Transformers movie, just watching gods of Egypt and being like, yeah, yeah, this rocks. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Egypt. I like it. Didn't, it didn't offend me the same way that like, yeah, that's Batman for Superman or suicide squad. And like in the, what I was bringing with it to it expectation wise. So, yeah, I can see. So what I think kind of edges it out for me in terms of making it the worst, other than just not wanting to retread Batman and Superman and, and suicide squad is that I think that if you, I think that people with Batman and Superman, they can kind of separate or maybe they don't have as much baggage with the, uh, with the subject matter. So like, I've heard more times than I care to that Suicide Squad is a good movie or Batman versus Superman is a good movie. Who are these people? <laughs> one person. Oh, okay. But even one person is still like, it's more than I care to hear that sure. it's a good movie. But I've never heard somebody go, Gods of Egypt really fucking rocked you guys. You know they're out there. I know they're out there. I know you're out there. I'll find you. And we'll get you on the podcast and we will hear your <laughs> opinions. Um, no, I, I'm sure there are people who do like the movie, but it's just in terms of my own like social circles or, or whatever, I've not heard somebody go like, man, you know, like it was pretty good. It, that rocks. So yeah, no, I, I, I see that. Yeah. Have you met anybody else who saw it? Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a fairly good point. <laughs> no one that would admit it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just check. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Anything else we want to mention before moving on to the the uh, best? I mean, those yeah, those are some of my worst. I can't think. Like I said, if if there was anything much worse than that, then I probably forgot about it completely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, okay, well then let's move on to the best. Sometimes the sun goes round the moon. Are you talking about Gods of Egypt again? <laughs> <laughs> Even though our chance had passed. You win and save the best for last. Uh, so this is the end of the podcast. Yep. Yeah. That's it, guys. All See right. you later. Bye. Bye. Um, best movies. I have a lot of movies that I really enjoyed more than than I most that I wouldn't consider like the best, but I'll I'll rattle off a couple. I really enjoyed Star Trek Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think it had its flaws. Yeah. Um, but I I talked to you, Andrew, about this, and I think. It felt a little bit more like a Star Trek episode, yeah. To me, yeah. In some ways, maybe not like one of the best Star Trek episodes, but it it was interesting. I liked the new character. Uh, was it Jayla? I think so. Yeah, I liked her a lot. Um, I don't know. It just it, it was encouraging for me uh, for the the series going forward. I hope I hope they keep Simon Pegg on as a writer and that they they kind of work with some stuff and they. They fine-tune it. I'm excited to see kind of the next installment. Yeah. Um, Deadpool, that was pretty early in the year. Were you going to say something about Star Trek? Uh-oh. I accidentally saw it in 3D, and that oh. ruined things for me. It was, oh. it was a bad movie. Don't see it in 3D. If you're going to see it, you might enjoy it more in 2D. 
Is it hard to get, was it just hard to compartmentalize like, do, do you think you actually would have enjoyed it a lot more if you hadn't seen it in 3D, being able to focus uh, on it? Pro- probably not, but it just, ha- it did 3D in a bad way. So it, like, add, if you weren't going to like that. the movie, it adds uh, a, another level of you don't like it. There was <sighs> especially one overhead shot where it just looked like they had taken 2D planes and just kind of like pretended that they were in 3D. Oh. And so yeah. it was just wavy and it looked odd. And even if, and if they don't do from the outset, the ha- make sure that they have the 3D on lockdown. It's a pointless, in my opinion. It's just yeah. another couple extra bucks on the ticket price. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I mean, I, I also have some nitpicky problems with the movie, but I, sure. I, I yeah, yeah. Overall, I think like going from into darkness and to um, I think in that respect, it's a big leap. I, yeah. It's a much better movie than Into Darkness. Yeah, and I, I ended up having, despite my very, like I said, my very nitpicky problems with the movie, I ended up liking it a lot. And you probably have more of a, uh, I have way more baggage about Star Trek exactly. than, than almost anything else. So, so. I, so for for you to say that, I think is a, is you know a compliment in and of itself. Yeah. Um. Uh. Deadpool. I which I almost forgot because it was back in February, so it's just a bit you know yeah. earlier in the year, but. Uh, that was so fun. I feel like they really nailed the character. I feel like the X-Men they were able to afford to include yeah. were really fun and yeah. represent I I never thought I'd see such a funny and like just like I expected Colossus to be from the comics. That's how he was in the in the movie. Yeah. Um I don't know. I just and and you have to give so much credit to Ryan Reynolds because he like, he tried like a motherfucker. He tried so hard. He pushed for everything. For so long. He I, he did all of like the viral marketing was like a put him like literally posting from his phone and stuff like trying to get people to go out and see it. Like he really drove it home. And I yeah. think I think they succeeded mightily. They that was a huge hit. The only thing and I don't know. Do we feel like here at the end of the year that it had an effect on things as far as like oh there was an R rated superhero movie. We've got to do our dark R rated superhero movies. I think so. I honestly think that it had an impact. Maybe not the uh, impact where everything after it is going to fall in place, but now we have a Logan that can take itself more seriously. Mm. And now, uh, like, I don't think it's doing R for R's sake. I think it's just like, oh, that's a possibility. And then uh, you have Suicide Squad, which kind of did the other thing, where it was just like, oh, let's just be be grim. Let's do that thing. Yeah, but I they also went back and added jokes. Apparently, yeah, try to make it a little lighter. So they they didn't know which way to go with it. Yeah, I just I'm just talking about impact in general. Sure, I think sure. I think all of these were influenced just I think even beyond the superhero genre you have just the the idea that this is the R movie, the movie that was rated R that made the most of all time. So now it's not just Im- impacting the uh that field of just superhero genre. You have like this is what people want to see when they go and see an R-rated movie like the most out of anything. That's weird to me. Yeah. But I, I love the movie, and I, I think it warrants it. I think uh, it was great, but I, it just kind of surprised me that that is what did it. And a lot of it has to do with maybe ticket prices changing and stuff like that. But it's still, I mean, did you? Did anyone expect that? Did you expect that? That Deadpool was going to break the record of R-rated movies? Oh, no. 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 Yeah, that's, that's shocking. That's surprising. And I think that's going to have a bigger impact than just... And like you said, it's like, don't make a... Uh, another Superman movie that's R because you want to have a scene where he rips someone's head off. Do it because the story you're telling requires something in it where something R-rated occurs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Deadpool has to be R. He ha- he has to. He he curses. Mm-hmm. He's lewd. It's it's sexual. It's violent. It's just the way it is. It it requires it. Don't make it R just because. 
yeah that, that's foolish and yeah. it the it's usually the opposite problem that there's a property that they tame down to PG-13 that people go are you kidding me another aliens movie that's PG-13 are you kidding me this other thing that's PG-13 and you're struggling to give them the the source material that they want that has to be violent but they don't they know that they won't get the right people in the seats for an R rated so yeah. I, I we'll see like you said the effect I think will be far we'll, last I think we'll we'll see it more coming up than oh, we yeah. have over the past year just cuz I think most everything that would have come out this year has been kind of in the can already um, before Deadpool was made, but I think we definitely saw probably some changes to Suicide Squad Mm -hmm. based on the reception to Deadpool, but I think in terms of future filmmaking, we'll see more of that in the future. Yeah. I I mean, I think the first big one that you can maybe attribute right to it is Logan. Yeah. Which, like, was was not finished or anything. Yeah. Close to finished. Yeah. And I think the people working on it probably didn't change anything because of Deadpool, but I think the people who were uh, like signing off on things probably were more lenient with allowing everything to happen. Sure. Yeah. Um, there's a couple animated movies that were pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. Zootopia, Zootopia was amazing. I loved Zootopia. I liked it too. That was fun. <laughs> um, that was fine. What? That was fine. Oh my yeah. gosh. Get out of here. What are you doing? Yeah, we. I mean, we we can talk about it in a, an off off podcast, but I just I I to me I think it was it was overhyped to me uh, in yeah, a way I that like I would like people were talking about it like it was the best animated movie that's ever come out, and mm-hmm. so I was kind of I had high expectations going into it, and I liked it fine. I just didn't love it, and I don't know. I I think people were more infatuated with how the animals moved and looked than I was. And I just mm. didn't, it didn't, it just didn't do it for, I, I really liked the story a lot. Mm. I think the story particularly in this year is like very yes. poignant. Yes. Um, yeah. I know Andrew, the reason you don't like it is because you think predator and prey should, should be separate in society. And you know, that's fine. Yes. Is there something wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> is this an intervention? Yeah. This is an episode of intervention. Oh, okay. Zootopia. Great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I mean, yeah, that's everything's been said about Zootopia, um, you know, and, and it's fine that you think it's fine. That's, you know, that's good. Thank you. you Thank you for giving it. me the permission for uh, it. Yeah, you're very welcome. Yeah. No, I'm just glad you didn't not like it. Yes. Um, but did, I don't know if either you saw Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, I did. No. You did? Yeah. I thought that was really good. Yeah. And maybe for me, I think I mentioned to you, it's like a fable. It's like an old, you know, uh, fairy tale. So there are a lot of beats that are very um, uh, convention. You know, it, it's a lot of the things, you know, oh, I'm related to the big bad guy. Oh, yeah. you need to find these two people to help you along your journey. And that can't Here's be... Here's your hel- MacGuffin. They're, they Go can't be helped, it. you know, to some yeah. degree. It's it's hitting all the beats because that's the, the kind of story that's been set up. But more than anything, I think on a technical level... Wh- uh, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's truly unbelievable. And you, and Max, you owe it to yourself to, to watch it for sure because... At the end, they even show... One In of fact, I'm going to say it's required of you to yes, see that, it now. Okay. Max, I'll, that's your homework. I'll have it seen by uh, January. Okay, yes, have it seen by the end of the podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. uh, I'll get on it right now. Okay, great. All right, see you later, Max. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, we took a break for about an hour and a half. Max saw the movie. Robert and I... Um, we just turned all these dials here to figure out what they did. Yeah. We, were, uh, yeah. we, mic'd, we got the butt mics working. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's just really good. And, and when you... It shouldn't only be judged on the technical level. But I think it's I think it's still great, even looking beyond that. But I was I was very impressed. Looking I was, Star Trek beyond it. 
Okay, we're back. Uh, <laughs> um, Mo- okay. Mo- um, Moana? Did you guys see Moana? I did not see no, Moana I didn't. yet. No. Okay, neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> great, great contribution. I hear it's very good. I hear it's really good too. And it's got, it, are all the songs, no, not all the songs are Lin-Manuel Miranda, but he did some of them, I think. He did some of them. I know Jermaine Clement did that one. That guy. That guy. What about um, that guy? He's everywhere. Mm-hmm. He really is. The and The Rock's in it. The Rock's My in man. It. That's right. Sexiest man alive, right? I think that's, yeah. 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 Tire spokesman. The uh, Rock. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, he's he's got like a commercial where it's like he's in a gym and he's just got like three big tires on each arm and he's holding them up and he looks exasperated about the fact that he has to hold up these tires for a long time. But I think... I don't. It seems like the commercial is more telling you how tough the rock is versus how tough these tires are. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you don't have to be a scorpion king to lift these things up. <laughs> <laughs> so the, these these be tires coo- be are, cool and lift up these tires. These tires are heavy. Buy them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Well, I guess I guess yeah. I mean, that's uh, maybe a credit to those tires. Um. Yeah. Uh, what's up? Oh, uh, what's, <laughs> what's up? up? Hey guys, what's oh, up? Oh, nothing. Uh, just hanging uh, out. Fuck, I, I was actually struggling to find like some comedies that I'd seen this year that I really enjoyed, but I almost forgot Pop Star. Oh yeah, I, Pop which, Star, which I yeah. loved, and um, also Nice Guys, which uh, I really, really loved. No, Max saw that one. I saw that one. I didn't see it. That like one that? has Ryan Gosling in it. Yeah, so Ryan I saw Gosling. that one. The Goss Man. He's I thought so it was. Good. It's dark. It's there's some violence, but it's also very funny. I think Ryan Gosling is very funny in it. I think Russell Crowe is funny in it. Um, I don't know. It's it's got so many things going on. I just really enjoyed it. That might be overall one of my favorites, just because it has kind of a little bit of everything going on in it, which is which is really enjoyable. Yeah, I liked it. I like, and there were certain things that it set up. It, well, maybe one thing in particular that I'm thinking of about halfway through, where it just sets it up and then like kind of turns it off to the side and and just. Hmm. You're being very... Uh, yeah, well, I don't want to give it away. If Andrew hasn't seen it. Maybe You don't want to do the Red Hot Chili Pepper special and give it away now? Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Right. I'll be off mic over in the corner here, guys. Go ahead and talk about the movie. Thanks. Put it down. <laughs> Put it down. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to give away too much. It was Sorry. fun, and it took me by surprise, and that's, I guess, why I don't want to give it away is because that's, that's what I that's enjoyed fine. about it. It was a different. Andrew, you can come back. Now I, we're it, done talking. Oh, wow. I think one of the What are we talking about now? Uh, just the nice guys still. Okay. Um, no, I think one thing especially is that as far as I know, it's not based on anything. I don't think there's a book or a comic or a movie or anything else that it's coming from. It, and It was a Broadway uh, was, musical. Was it? No. <laughs> it was actually a documentary. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe. It was based on the other guys with uh, Mark Wahlberg and, and uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> I'm just happy that there's... Because we we are knee deep in prequels and sequels and remakes and everything still, so to have something come out of left field that yeah surprises me and is different and unique and also could have a sequel of its own that isn't you know having seeing a sequel to something that isn't a, a, a remake of something already is so refreshing. So for that reason alone, I was really intrigued. So you're telling me they don't die at the end of the movie? Uh, not both of them. or maybe they're the last two men on earth (laughs) wow (laughs) i do like how you 
it's like this movie's original. I really like it, but I'd it could, like it, but it could have a sequel. Yeah, I, I understand that now. I will now be grumbling in you know a year when the sequel comes out and it's not as good, and I'm like, can't they think of their own idea? And it's also not Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. It's like Sean William Scott and uh, Sean William Scott, Sean William Scott and Sean William Scott. <laughs> this uh, Ryan Gosling suits in this movie. On point, everyone. So the time period too. Yeah, it's really. Do you great. think that the clothes kind of suit him? They make the man. That's for sure. Is my microphone working? <sighs> Is everyone? Can people hear me? It's working oh. too well. <laughs> we can hear everything you're saying. I don't know if you realize that. I heard the grasshopper. Oh wait. Um. Uh. Yeah. Other than that, um. Yeah, there's a couple of horror movies and stuff like that. But I think I don't know. I feel like Nice Guys might have been one of my one of my biggest ones. I mean, obviously. So I Nice Guys finished first this year. Hey, surprisingly. I loved. Somebody I loved, called Green Day and tell them they had it wrong. Someone tell them to change their album from Dookie to something uh, not so vulgar. <laughs> so, somebody wake them up because September is over. <laughs> oh, boy, uh, any more uh, Green Day jokes? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think American Captain American Civil War, Captain American Civil War, Ken Burns style is uh, very good. But yeah, Captain American idiot. Uh, we are just running the gamut <laughs> on this. You know, we're doing a Green Day podcast next year. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Green month. Um, so that was all my Michigas. What do you guys got? Civil War. That's it. I, I love that movie. It's so good. It's great. Yeah. And on Netflix now. Oh, nice. I need to own it. I need to get it on Blu-ray. I think, uh, I think that's yes. a good idea. Yes. Uh, it's official. It's been confirmed. <laughs> um, uh, I'll, I'll say Popstar. I, uh, I think like I, we've talked about Civil War a lot, so I don't want to talk about it in depth because i love it but like we we didn't really talk about uh pop star when it came out and i i thought pop star was so funny even though i will preface i think the last joke of the movie is extremely lazy yeah i agree i i, I even talked about you about how i thought maybe they could have like reworked it or done something to to kind of change it yeah change it up a little bit but it doesn't ru- i one joke falling flat. Out yes, of like yes, the, out of like the hundreds of jokes, hundreds in the of movie. jokes that are funny, and I was laughing throughout the whole thing. I, as far as like a mockumentary too, it's for me. I that's I'm not a Spinal Tap guy. Like I'm a pop star guy. Yeah, that's, that's, exactly. It's yeah. up there for yeah. sure. Hey, thanks. <laughs> I'm a. Uh, I'm uh, stripping down a little bit. Max is being a real gentleman by helping Robert get out of my naked. clothes. Yeah, <laughs> anytime he wants to take off his clothes, I'll be there. Taking my Star Wars jacket off to reveal a Star Wars shirt. Hey, speaking of Star Wars, guys, uh, we're here to talk about Rogue episode seven, <laughs> episode <laughs> episode three point nine five. Is that about like chronological where I this think movie that's would take about place? As close as you can get, Matt. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're here to talk about. Hey, Robert's talking about how there's too many prequels and sequels. We're talking about a prequel mm-hmm. and a sequel. That's true. An in between quill. Um. We're talking point, about... Point here first, in between quill. In between quill. So. God, I hate that. <laughs> I already hate that word. Trademarked. Trademarked. Um, Let's do our worst words of 2016. In between quill? <laughs> <laughs> it made the list. Um, we're here to talk about Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, hmm? quick thoughts. What did you... What are your, what are your overall thoughts on Rogue One? Uh, I think we should also say spoilers at the top. Spoilers we're at gonna the top. Be, we're going to be doing... We might just be dropping randomly and all sorts of stuff. But um, I really enjoyed it. I I liked it the first time. I had to process it quite a bit. I saw it a second time and I really liked it. 
Um, it's not without its problems. And one of the biggest things, there's so much going on with this movie and that, especially that I'm bringing to it. The fact that it is a movie that is attempting to be different than all of the other Star Wars movies as far as formula goes. Mm-hmm. You know, no opening crawl, no wipes. Uh, there's the the Chirons on the bottom. Was there no wipes? You know what? Now that I say Not that... Not even in the Imperial bathrooms? <sighs> Guys, let's get back to the movie. When this the is... The yeah. scenes come out, I hope to see Vader Whoa, get... Whoa, <laughs> Apparently... <laughs> we, had a, we had a wardrobe malfunction here. My suspenders apparently didn't like that joke either. They just <laughs> whipped me in the back of the head. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Never happened to Larry uh, King. All right. All the clothes coming out here. Yeah. I took my jacket off and Andrew's suspenders decided, hey, I want in on boing, this. Boing, boing, boing. Oh, man. I wish we had a visual. If this is a visual podcast, that would have been a great bit. It literally came up and hit him from behind his head. I didn't know what that was. Um, anyway. Uh, this fate intervening from my wife's joke, guys. I, now that I've said that, I'm not positive that's the case, but maybe not to the same degree because it almost seemed like wipes were like a camera thing that seemed that was like that's one one of the few things you could do outside of just cutting to another scene so it almost seems cheesy now but it's a very star wars thing but there's all these elements that aren't in it It, that you equate to star wars it was originally a throwback to flash gordon sure because that's what like uh george lucas was trying to recreate and they yes a lot of those wipes were a big fan of all those serials and adventure stories when he was a kid him and spielberg um, but I, I overall I enjoyed it, and we can when we get into it, I'll kind of go over some of the things I didn't enjoy as much. But what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it the first time I watched it, and enjoyed it a little bit less the second time I watched oh, it. Oh, it's interesting. I think that's the exact opposite reaction almost everybody else gives it. Yeah, I just had to be different, you know. <laughs> Such Sorry. a contrarian man. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did you guys think of it first, and then I'm gonna say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I also liked yeah, it less yeah. the second time. Uh, yeah. No, we're on the same team. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I thought that it really fit the Star Wars universe in like visual uh, style. Mm-hmm. Even though it didn't have the same, um, I guess we can talk about music at some point. I'm sure we'll. Get there wasn't there. a cantina band in it. Oh, wasn't there? I thought. Oh, there was, oh, was there? Well, maybe Uh-oh. not a band, but I heard some stuff. There was like it, some weird music playing in. Um, uh, when you first see Cassie and Andor walking around, there's like some like kind of like street bizarre music going on and i was listening for it but it wasn't we should modal notes we should say the whole soundtrack is done by papa roach Uh, yeah yeah. i think it fit yeah i think it fits the world but i I guess i'm talking about the look of uh costumes and all that stuff really fit in it really fit to the star wars Mm. universe and uh sometimes that's not quite nailed prequels and uh i think they did a good job but i preferred uh episode eight seven episode seven force awakens i also do I also prefer episode eight, the one that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be um, good. It, it's, it's hard for me, though, because and as much as you have to compare them because they are the two newest Star Wars movies, one is the new, first movie in a new trilogy that is supposed to be kind of like the other trilogy movies, and this one is, or was attempting to be, its own one-off, standalone, in-between, that's involved with the other movies kind of thing. So there's as many things trying to connect it to Star Wars as there are things trying to set itself apart from Star Wars. It's it's very complicated for me. Like, not seeing even the names of the planets, uh, the Chirons on the bottom of the screen, that's so not Star Wars. You go to a planet, someone tells you that's that planet, and that's why you know. 
And he's so, usually a greeter who greets the main characters as they land on the planet. Hey, welcome to... Sure. I, or they just say it a million billion times. But just... So even something like that throws you off a little bit. And yeah, we, we, we'll get into it. There's... I... I the things, even if I didn't like, sometimes I just appreciated the effort or the fact that they did something very un-Star Wars to try and set itself apart. And I sure. Th- I think maybe that's why this movie didn't quite impress me as much because I watched all of Clone Wars and most of that stuff has been done before. Like like every arc, maybe three episodes or something, they're going to try something new and they're going to follow uh, this tactic and they're going to do something. So they've done the heist movie in uh, the Star Wars universe. They've done like a Godzilla take in the Star Wars uh, pantheon or whatever. And it all, it, it worked. The, the Clone Wars was pretty good. Uh, and so seeing it here, it's not as fresh. It's not as new. It's been done before. Hmm. And so when that's what you're riding on is that it's Star Wars but different, uh, it wasn't as different as I kind of thought it might yeah. be. What about you, Drew? Uh, I thought it was okay. I... Uh, it's a fun. I think the the action set pieces are are super fun. Like I think the last hour of the movie is like that's definitely my favorite part. Is the last yeah. like everything on Scarif I think is great. Yeah. Um, I overall I think it's kind of an uneven movie. Um, I there uh, my problems we can we can get into a little bit more in a in a bit. Um, but overall I think like like I said I think the action set pieces are are really fun. Um. I I guess we can start getting into what maybe didn't work for me in the movie. Sure. Um, I didn't think the characters were super memorable in any sort of way other than two characters, which I made a comparison earlier this week that made Robert furious. Um, It is... Just say it. Just say it. This movie is the Suicide Squad of the Star Wars universe for me because it is... Uh, I I think, like, in in the sense that, like, not not in the tone of the movie not in the sense of like because it's it's funny as suicide squad. because it's as funny as suicide squad yeah um darth vader is the joker and oh. um <laughs> oh. um no i think that other than i i i came out of the movie remembering two characters names and that's Jin urso and k2so and i could not for the life of me remember another character's name I- I know, I, I know. Like you can't, you you are yes that, able no, to recite them. Me, me remembering Star Wars characters' names is not special by any stretch of the imagination. But right. I think as maybe as you pointed out, and I don't know if you agree, Max, but I appreciated the diversity of the cast. But yeah, with ca- that comes cast is super diverse. Yes, I love that. I, I for my money, I would have liked to have one of the main squad members be also an alien race. I think that would have been interesting. Maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think that would have been kind of cool. Not that you know, I guess you would have had to put a you know a pound of makeup on you know some good actor who then would have to act against all that too. But with that comes the varied accents and stuff of these characters, and sometimes they say their name or they say it once, or there's wind howling or something going on, <laughs> and they say it, and you're like, you don't catch it. And I know the names, but not because they were very clear in the movie. It's because I've spent time on Wikipedia since, and, sure. You know, thought about it and talk to Jamie and my wife about it and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, just now they're just burned in my brain like any other dumb Star Wars thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I usually mem- like memorize everything. But because this movie didn't grab me quite so much, I haven't spent the time looking at everything. So really, yeah, I don't know the name. I, half of them I don't know the names of. Yeah. After watching it two times, it's kind of nuts. 
Yeah. So I think somebody who wants to like glom onto all that stuff, grab everything they can from the Star Wars universe to just kind of like. That's all I have. Just not even pick it up. Yeah. Just let them have it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It is. So in it, I made that comparison mostly just because like we complain about Suicide Squad. You only really know Deadshot and Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. and everybody else is just like. There's there's Slipknot, the world's greatest I, climber, and I know, and I know we're joking, and like I used, you know I said I was furious, but it's I I wish the movie somehow we were comparing it to was another was a better film yes. than Suicide Squad, but you're not wrong in the sense that like there are they're not even unfair comparisons. There are some things to be that you can point out where it's like yeah K two S O is like kind of the humor even when it's a little grim in the yeah. movie, so he stands out and. Uh, is the other character you enjoyed? Jin or so? Okay. Yeah. Who, yeah, which which I thought she had a, a pretty good arc too. I do disagree. I I found, especially on my second viewing, a little more depth in some of the characters, but my argument would be that you are not necessarily getting any less than you got from some of the characters in like New Hope for the first time. They're all very archetype. You have the old sage, Jedi guy. You've got, you know, Han Solo, the kind of the smuggler, the brash pirate stuff. I... I guess, but I I think what maybe those movies, uh, what this movie suffers from, is, and I don't know if that I could say that really suffers from this, but you know you have like Luke says Ben Kenobi's name about forty five times in A New Hope, so there's no real way you can forget his name. But does it tell you? But does it does his character not leave a lot left to the imagination? Like you, first you think he's an old hermit, then he tells you, oh yeah, I used to be with your father in this yeah. war. And before the movie is over, he's gone. And yeah. any information we could have gotten from him is over. So there's a lot of gaps to fill in. And in the subsequent years, we have all this information and this knowledge of what we think Obi-Wan is like because of all the stuff that mm-hmm. we've been told. But if you really went back to New Hope and you just tried to get an idea of the character based only on that movie, I think you'd find, not necessarily, but I think you'd find some of the characters have just about as much depth to them as some of the Rogue One people. I, I definitely agree that, you know, uh, I'm going to start dropping some names. Chirrut sure. Imwe, who's Donnie Yen's character. He's the blind guy yeah. who's the kind of the, the for, for, attuned to the Force. And Baze Malbus, I don't remember the name of the actor, but he's got the big, uh, he's got the... Um, the turret gun, the he's turret got the laser gun that, gun. Do, that doesn't miss. And he, he's like a cheater in a computer game, basically, who can just like shoot through walls and like hit a million people at yeah. once. Yeah. Um, they definitely have a lot less going for them. You really have to to try and fill in their backstory. Yeah. You know, uh, Diego Luna's character, Cassian, says like, oh, they used to guard the temple here. Now they're just making trouble for everyone. Well, what does that mean? Yeah, there's a lot of like, you wouldn't believe what this character used to do yeah. in yeah. this movie. Like, and it's, so it's not even like, don't don't tell us, show us. It's like, they don't even... They tell you a little yeah. thing, and that's it. Hey, there might like they may as well say like, hey, there's a there probably is a prequel book. You and should I, probably read that. I like that. the I do like a little mystery in some of that. I don't need to hear every single facet, but and maybe part of it is like I hate to say this, but maybe part of it is like they might want to make a Baze Malbus comic, sure. where it's like what he did before this. So yeah, they but, don't know what he's done yet. They can't tell you that he was married to this person who was killed by the Empire, and also one time he blew up a star destroyer because they haven't they don't know what they want to do with that. That's still untapped. Do but I really want to watch that or read that? Or read or that or whatever. And some whatever. people might. I mean, look at all. There's a ton of expanded universe stuff that doesn't count anymore that people were ravenous about. So, I mean, I mean, we're still going on just about kind of the... There's so much to, you know, approach this from. But yeah. I don't disagree that there's a, quite a few things that aren't fleshed out. But I, I do think there are some characters like Cassian Andor, who's Diego Luna's character, the 
basically the Han Solo of this yeah. one. Yeah. I think he's got a little more depth. I think it just takes you just need to read into it a little bit. Like when we first see him, he meets like a rebel uh kind of like spy who's freaking out because he hurt his arm and he's like, Oh my gosh, they're on to us and you know, I didn't think you were gonna show up. And when they realize that they're cornered and can't get out of this situation, he kills him. And there's this arc through the movie of like he's been fighting for the rebellion since he was a kid and doing things that morally he didn't agree with because he thought the ends justify the means. If, if this helps the rebellion beat the empire, I guess I'll kill a good guy every once in a while. Yeah. So later on when there's a decision that he has to make about following his orders or not, I felt more for him and, uh, and understood with the information he had why he was having a hard time doing that. Whereas we saw him earlier, oh, this is inconvenient. Boom, you're dead. He actually hesitates and has a conflict and later on tells someone else like, listen, you don't understand like how hard it is sometimes to fight for something and not always know the right way to do it. So I feel with some characters there are there is a little more going on. Sure. I felt like uh, all of that stuff was um, imp- not just implied, but I felt like um, they were trying to go for that. And the attempt was more apparent than like the actuality of it. Like watching him do that stuff like, oh, this guy has a broken arm and they got caught in this just so he could kind of show some personality mm-hmm. in shooting the guy. Like this guy's introduced just so Diego Luna is not a one-sided character. He's not just the good guy who's a rebel also. Yeah. And also yeah, they so want to make Cash and Shot First t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when when it comes out, when they remake it and that guy shoots him <laughs> also. Yeah. And he like awkwardly <laughs> CG skips around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I cannot wait for the special edition version of Rogue One <laughs> where they fix all the problems. Um, well, I don't know. Should we go over the plot a little bit or, or should we just kind of talk about some of the, the general, the broad strokes? Because the music, like you mentioned the music earlier. I don't know if you're going to get back the into music. that. Or, don't yeah, sorry. indicate Andrew. It, I, I was, <laughs> uh, upon the second viewing, I was definitely trying to pay more attention to the soundtrack and I was underwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, it's It's a shame the I don't remember how to pronounce his name. Yeah, Michael. I don't know how to pronounce Michael. Michael. Mitchell. It's Michael. It's Giacciano or Giacchiano. I don't know how you pronounce it, but Gastiano. he he did the Gaston. he did all the music for uh, Lost, which has some nice kind of themes okay. and stuff going on. Not that I maybe I don't think I could hum them right now, but there's you know I like the music in Lost. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Was that, that every, was the, that every was the, trailer that's come out? That was the year? opening to Lost. That was when oh, you it, see the it. letters, the iconic letters. But it, it, he also had to do it in four weeks. Yeah, whoever that's they what got, I heard. the person they got originally to do the music for Rogue One, they dropped and oh, had Gashiano okay. come in and do it in four weeks out so, of a window. Yeah, <laughs> man, they yeah. didn't like that guy. Yeah, I wonder what that so, soundtrack was. So I'm I'm confused. This is an enormous studio, and you think, in this day and age, how did Disney let this big movie come out and and decided this is, like, what? Was it so bad that they had to kick him out and then give someone else four weeks to do it? That seems insane to me. There's a lot of, like, guitar noises and, like... Yeah. It was, the whole thing was acoustic. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. So that, that was definitely a lower point for me. There was, there was some Star Wars sounding music that was very obviously John Williamsy, and like I have a, of course a reaction in my heart and my brain because I'm like oh that's Star Wars and then there are the original pieces of music where they would kind of 
it would kind of flare up and I would go, oh, that's interesting. And then it would fade away and I, it just, it never got me. It never struck me. I, which is a shame because Star Wars is so much about the music. And if there's one thing I would like to have carry over to these Star Wars stories and these things that aren't the trilogy movies is there's no reason that the music shouldn't be good. It doesn't have to be yeah. John Williams, but it still should be good. So to have a Star Wars movie with where the music isn't great was a disappointment for sure. Yeah, I I think that John Williams' music is noticeable and you like you, you remember it, it triggers things in you, but while you're watching the movie it kind of it just fits in with everything whereas this stuff kind of stood out in a way where I felt it didn't maybe and it could be because the characters weren't developed as much, but when certain things were happening uh, it felt like the music was trying to tell me to feel something hmm. rather than it just like kind of flowing Interesting. through the force. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and I don't remember that happening too much with Star Wars, where you think like sometimes the music takes over and sometimes you are noticing the music itself for itself, but it's not uh, as the highlight to the, the thing that's happening at that point where like this happened in Batman versus Superman as well, where, where it just seemed like, okay, now it's going to be epic. And so we put in some drums and we put in some blah, blah, blah. And so it just like heightened everything, but uh, I'm not feeling it. And so it just in, instead of making it, instead of heightening it, it just completely pushes me away from it. Hmm. Um, well, what did you guys think about like the story overall? Because it is interesting. It's, you know, Force Awakens infamously is A New Hope. It's, you know, so much of those beats. Of course, they played it safe and made a movie that, you know, really hues close to it because they were like we can't make a star wars movie that isn't exactly like star wars i've come to terms with some of that i still enjoy force awakens but you know it is what it is but now they're telling a story that is like you said this is 3.95 this is like the little thing someone mentioned one time that they had to do to make the events of new hope take place you know did, did you guys like the story was this a story that needed to be told or did they tell it in an interesting way i think there's some things that that they added that change like the other movies in a little way, in a few ways that I think are interesting. And then there's other things where I feel like I'm scratching my head or wondering like, well, where's, why didn't that guy help out in the events of the other film? Or why didn't they do this in this other film? So I don't know. What do you, I mean, what do you guys think overall? I, I, I kind of like the addition of the, uh, of uh, Mads Mikkelsen's character being the one who intentionally put I, it in the fault. Personally, I love that. Yeah, I th I, and I think that adds to the the universe and and making it make a bit of sense as a question that's been in people's minds. Like, why why did they have this? Why it seems kind of obvious that it, yeah, and it wasn't caught, but it turns out like that's it was designed that was the point. That yeah, so I thought that was creative and it was interesting. Um, but I didn't think that a whole lot more was added. Although we can, we'll go to Andrew first. What, what you thought? I think it's uh, other than the um, the the f the flaw in the Death Star being put in as like a plot point. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a superfluous movie mm -hmm. in like mm -hmm. in a way that I I don't think the story needed to be told. In the same way that I feel about like, some of the prequels, I don't think I I didn't need to know how he became Darth Vader. Yeah. And it's the same way with this. Like, I don't think I needed to know how the Death Star plans ended up in the Rebellion. I think I was fine knowing. I w uh, other than, like I said, the, the, the 
the plot point of he put the flaw in the Death Star on purpose. Otherwise, it's just like, why is there this exhaust port that can just like take these torpedoes and blow up the whole Death Star? Um, I think it's it, it's largely that maybe my problem with the movie is that it's just, it's kind of needless and filler overall, you know, and like so much of the movie, I, I wish this movie, I, I was talking to, um, I was at my wife's Christmas Eve and I was talking to one of the family members about the movie and we both kind of came to the same conclusion that if there was not one cameo in this movie, I think this movie would have been better. Like w- if not one pre-existing character other than like the essentials, like, um, I always say her name wrong. Mom. Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. Um, I always want to say like Mama Mothra. Mama Mothra. <laughs> Mama Mothra. Um, I think she's kind of essential to the story, but like Bail Organa shows up in the movie needlessly. I think, I think it was a little bit uh, necessary because... It, other than he, other than just to tell you that he's going to Alderaan later, it's just like because he's the one handing off the plans. But it, uh, to yeah, his daughter, it's a, so it's a hard thing. I, it I guess. is because uh, yeah, bec- uh, well, part of it is the studio thing. So that yeah. the most frustrating thing is that they're not going to do a Star Wars movie, and uh, like you said, it would be so refreshing to have a movie where there wasn't a lightsaber, that there, was, there wasn't a yeah. Jedi or anything, yeah. and they do both at some point. Um, but it's one of those things where like to a studio. To even them to to make some of the big decisions that they make, like the ending, for example, mm-hmm. is bold of them. But then there's other things where it's like, well, there hasn't been a movie without C three PO and R two D two. Throw them in there, yeah. Even for just a that, little random I didn't, scene. I, that was beyond forced. I thought now it like brings beyond the force awakens to me. <laughs> All right, I I'm sorry I keep using that word. Yeah, <laughs> we're not allowed to use the na- the word force anymore. Sorry, guys. Yeah, uh, but like now I question what what the hell were they doing on that planet how did they get from there I don't question why they're on that planet I question why they then got on the Tantive 4 that goes to the battle that escapes later that's, like, that's what I mean is yes, like yeah. they, they were here and then they showed up here for what they, reason no. and then they yeah. got on here for what reason like why what are they doing there they should have so, shown or Senator Organa or whatever get on his ship and have be followed by his droids that are like where are we going now oh my goodness yeah. in the battle and then then it would have seamlessly not seamlessly but the cameo would have made a little more sense when it first when I first saw it I was like Hard to, uh, what? Why are we seeing them? What? What is this to do with anything? It's it's that sort of like elbow in the ribs filmmaking that is driving me bananas right now. It's just like, hey, did you get that reference? I don't. Yeah. Hey, did I, you like in the Dark Knight Rises when we called him Robin? I, yeah. I I don't completely disagree with you. I think we I think we differ on some of the things that uh, some of them feel more elbow in the ribs than others. Like like they're walking down the the hallway and they run into. Doctor Evazon and Ponda Baba, the ugly Doctor Face and the and the butt face guy, remember? Uh, yeah, we know who you're talking about. <laughs> by name. Hey, that I'm one a, that one went right over my head. Exactly. So that's yeah. But, so wait, did you even know in the movie that those were like the characters from New Hope? No, those are the guys they like bump into the bar and try and get into it with Luke and Obi Wan. Death sentence at twelve stars. Yeah, I missed yeah. that one completely. Well, there you go. But see, that, well, that's so that's interesting because it was in for some people an elbow in the rib because he even like stands there for a long time, looks at him like. Hey, fans, get a good old look. This is me. <laughs> and but, they didn't do a good job of it because dude had a giant head. Did you notice Ponda Baba was huge? Yeah, everything was all big Y'all and see weird Ponda looking. Baba? I, th- I think the, <laughs> the funnier thing for me is that like there are these wanted criminals. Yeah, he mentions wanted on 12 systems. So it sounds like they just bump into people in the street and try and get into fucking fights. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and hey, their luck runs out. They get off that planet only to be destroyed a week later, I think. Like... <laughs> 
get yeah, their arms they did a, off. Pretty good, pretty good stuff. Um, but there's little things like so. There's a moment that I wanted to mention because in Force Awakens, there's a part where Finn sits down in the Millennium Falcon and the uh, monster chest turns on the the digital monster chest, and you see yeah. the end of the game that has that that they were last playing in um, New Hope, I believe. Um, and some people thought that was yeah way too much, too long of a shot, elbow in the rib, like you said. Hey guys, remember this? In this movie, there's a part where some of the characters get put into a cell and they look out and the people that have imprisoned them are sitting around a table and there are the monsters, but they are all like carved out of wood or materials. And it's like they had to make their own chests because yeah, the poor man's yeah because theirs doesn't work or they're and they're or they're extremists therefore they're not they don't have these luxuries. So I thought that was a very interesting way of having a direct callback to another thing like that and give it a tweak and a change and make it be like you know this universe is a little bigger sometimes than you think. Like look, there's there's this game that's kind of like you know across the board. Maybe it's installed in every ship, and these people enjoy it, but this is what they have to do with it. I that was it was an interesting little thing. I wish. I wish the elbow and the rib stuff like was more like that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with like that sort of callback where it's not like directly in your face, but like I I think I've complained to you off the podcast. One of my like my least favorite shots in the movie is when they're in the the Urso estate. Um, oh and, uh, yes, and the... the, there's just a shot of blue milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then okay. it cuts away for a second, and then it and then like you see like I think it's either uh, uh, Mama Urso. I don't remember her name. Um, Liana? she says something and then it cuts back to uh, Mads Mikkelsen and they have the blue milk in the shot but it's like mostly focused on him this time but the first shot is just a shot of blue milk mm-hmm. and it's just like is was the is the point that you're just showing us that there is a, a glass of blue milk yeah, in the I, room he, I, I didn't even like the fact that like the whole house looked like oh hey it's Tatooine again I, I think the weirdest thing was like yeah like sand. there's mo- there, they have like moisture evaporators yeah. which is like makes sense on a dry planet but it's like this place is everything's wet. Yeah. So like, what do you? What are these even for? Um, maybe they take sand out of the uh, atmosphere and then uh, <laughs> process it so they can ha- finally have something dry. Um, I don't know. I, the milk thing didn't offend me as much, and I tried to put myself in the shoes of someone who like. Let's assume that some people's exposure to Star Wars is Force Awakens. Like they're not. They're not nerds. So like. So then, bo- what's the point of putting the shot of blue milk? Well, that's yeah. what I'm curious. Like, does would anyone would an everyman even register what that was it, it was that just blue a blue a, a sci-fi drink to them you know what i mean like so i then, just wonder so then they would just be like okay this is a bad shot focusing on something that it shouldn't be as a picture of it's blank. it's in the center of the screen and then there's the part where it's just like a minute and a half long of of gin or so just chugging a glass of blue milk <laughs> yeah. like the gallon challenge yeah and then, um <sighs> yeah and then she does a water bottle flip and yeah, really ties it, it in that felt culture. a little egregious but you know to each their own um, yeah, I think I we could probably go back and forth about you know what I think was more well maybe this actually might be a good segue is because I wonder like if, if that's a, a you know an elbow in the ribs what about putting a an entire character are we along are we talking about Tarkin we're talking about Tarkin oh not Jar Jar okay oh yeah <laughs> let's I, give I him something to talk about oh boy talk about Tarkin that's I I feel like that might might be the most controversial part of the movie for a lot of people. Oh, I thought you meant part, controversial part of the podcast. Andrew's singing that. <laughs> my new well, my new Tarkin song. <laughs> yeah. You're very singy today. I like it. I just love talking about Tarkin. Well, there you go. Um, 
I don't know what you guys felt about it. I I didn't even notice. I thought it was the real guy. I, it, no. Would you believe no. me if I told you that certain people didn't know that wasn't a normal human being? No, I wouldn't believe it. Who? I've talked I, to a couple I genuinely, people. I genuinely think that like I saw with my wife, I think if... Because I... It didn't even really. I knew he was a CG mon- monstrosity. Um, I knew he was a CG creation, um, but it it wasn't like a talking point for me at the end of the movie. But I think if I had told her that he was CG, I bet she would have. It would have been like, oh yeah, I thought he looked a little weird. But I think also, I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that you could have thought that they just found an actor who kind of looks like CG. <laughs> looks like CG. Looks like the Uncanny Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I I think. Technology wise, they did a very good job. I think obviously our brains and eyes are very sophisticated to the point where we can tell when something's off. We're much smarter than most people, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, especially yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, but but it is interesting to me that some people didn't notice. Other people did. Like I was talking to um, uh, my stepbrother and sister, and they were like, oh, that looks so bad. That looks so bad. But I'm like, well, they're younger and they've kind of grown up seeing some of these movies that have that have been attempting this and 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 a lot more you know poorly so it was interesting to kind of get that perspective but is it also like we know that this guy is literally dead we know this isn't leftover footage that they they just cobbled together no i had no idea <laughs> i should know as a star wars fan i should know that but i had no idea which just, that peter cushing wasn't with us or or was yeah. it old footage you mean or yeah yeah i didn't know anything i just saw it and i was like and, that guy's cg <laughs> i wonder what they're doing with and that. it's and the other thing that was interesting is i was like oh so they just did a cold cg creation but it was actually a guy who mm-hmm. was doing the acting and the voice work mm-hmm. with kind of like you know Little CG covered in tennis balls. Covered, yeah, covered in you know giant, yeah, uh, oversized tennis balls actually. (laughs) But you know, so they were, so it was cool to for me that they were like getting to act against a person and someone who was doing also the voice. So it wasn't even like when you see the footage of Vader from the old movies and he's like, "Well, thanks for the information," and it's like doesn't sound like James Earl Jones at all, which must be very strange to have this intimidating guy that doesn't sound intimidating yet. But overall, I was, it was very jarring the first time I saw it. And they, I feel like as the movie goes on, it becomes less less noticeable, not completely unnoticeable. And there's definitely some scenes where he moves around a lot less. Yeah, that I feel like work really well. Like if you showed me that, if you'd shown me that scene out of context, I would have been like, wow. But I think there's so much going on in my brain, including the fact that I know there's no way that he's standing there, that can't help but take me out a little bit. I thought it was impressive, but I didn't think it was seamless by any means. Yeah, yeah. I th- technically, it was amazing what they did. And if you got it to a low enough resolution, if I'm watching this thing on YouTube at like 240 or something, I wouldn't notice it's exactly thing. 240. <laughs> but, if both my eyes are closed. And yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, but it does take me out every time I see it. And that's why it's uh, kind of a tough call. Like, sure. what, would you want to put it in? Uh, I think they did a, a better job than anyone's ever done. I had this sort of thing yeah. so far to date, but uh, it's still just like... I don't know. I still think strange. Polar Express for me is probably the best. The best, uh, yeah. yeah. I think Pineapple Express did a lot better. I, I think uh, Spirits Within Final Fantasy was uh, probably the... <laughs> the, the pinnacle. I yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, it's just very, very divisive for people. I, I think especially the decision to have him... Because like you said, you know, you have Jimmy Smits in there as uh, Bail Organa and and Mon Mothma and stuff to really connect it because it, it it's right before New Hope. There has and to be some of these She characters. was supposed to play her in episode three and then they ended up cutting her out. She was out, cut. Right? But yeah. I am glad that they kept the actress that looked so much she like her. She looks so much like her. It's crazy. Yeah. So it would have been interesting if they could have found someone that looked like Peter Cushing 
and also, you know, then maybe laid in a voice or maybe he also would have sounded like him. I don't know. But in Revenge of the Sith, there's briefly someone who is in makeup that's supposed to be Tarkin that does not cut the mustard. Yeah. And I don't know. I I think the other thing for me might be like the morality of it. Like they got permission from his estate and family, but like, are we prepared to see movies in the future not just where like tragically someone passes away beforehand or something and that you know they take the the footage they already you know have and you know tweak it or something are, are we prepared to have actors that have been long gone be inserted into movies because we just have the technology to do that uh i've seen gene kelly i think it was dance with, with a, a vacuum, vacuum cleaner, yep, that's, so, yep like i think this is a step above that in terms of morality uh you know i i I think, yeah, it brings the question up, but I don't think him being in another Star Wars movie is really... Like, did, did he ever at any point say, like, I'm never acting in another Star Wars movie? This is, mm, you know... No, and, 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 like, and, and as much as you can say, like, his estate said it was okay, but would he have said it's okay? Mm-hmm. Would he have wanted to do that? And and Or is it right to, like, should it have been, you know, five minutes of screen time as opposed to, like, well, maybe it was, I don't know how much... Overall, he was on there, but are, he felt are, like he was on the screen a lot. Do you, are you changing your opinion of him as a I'm person kind of because a, of this performance done no, by a CG character? Like, I, I don't think it's doing anything to him. I think it's fine to, to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder, like, down the line, like, will there be a, a line that they cross where, you know, uh, uh, you know, like, we have a whole movie where... Uh, I'm trying to think of an example of some actor who, well, like like um, uh, Paul Walker in, in Furious Seven, like yes. the whole the whole movie. You're I, for me, I understand not every person would go into the movie knowing that Paul Walker had died mm-hmm. while the or movie how was much, being filmed, or how much he had filmed ahead of time. So, but for me, like it was distracting for me knowing that like there was going to be certain points of the movie where it's not him, or mm-hmm. it's his brother, or it's somebody CGing sure. him in a little bit. Um, so I. For me, that was that that bit of it was distracting, and I think that that that's the kind of thing where it could be more distracting to the storytelling than something like this. Where at first you'd be like, "Oh, I thought he was dead," but then you just would go on with the movie. Versus like, I I think when it's like when the death is maybe fresher in people's minds, I think that's when it could be distracting. Yeah, you know, twenty four years is a lot of time. If they decide to, in the fate of the furious, decide to add in brian again and then you're just the whole time like isn't shouldn't he not be in the movie mm-hmm. i think that's probably a little more on the air of like this is airing on maybe not disrespectful but just like we just shouldn't do it sure i i guess that's what i'm approaching from I, i'm getting a little off off the movie in general it's just it's very interesting to me because clearly the technology has reached a point where some people don't even know you know regardless of keeping up with you know the mortality of the you know the actor itself that that character shouldn't or couldn't be there or you know whatever so i just wonder like if they're able to do it and the technology will only get that much better that maybe we won't be able to tell at some point are we going to have you know old actor from old series of anything come back and and you know show up for as a co-star the whole the whole film yeah they'll be completely i don't know it's very interesting it's uh we're right on the edge of something very very interesting i don't know it was for that reason, because he was in so much of the movie, I was like, wow, this is, this is like a lot of Tarkin and he's not, he's gone. Yeah. This is nothing. Um, did you, how did you feel about Darth Vader in the movie? Uh, I kind of, I kind of joked about him being the Joker of the movie, but like collectively he probably has about 10 minutes of screen time. Um, 
similar to the Joker in Suicide Squad. I think he's got um, less. I think he's got less going on than the Joker. It's he's also. Uh, I mean, it's also like they didn't they didn't advertise the movie as like the Darth Vader movie in the sure. way that like Suicide Squad is like the Joker part of the part of the squad. Yeah, it it, it was the advertising never led me to believe that it would be a lot of Darth Vader or anything. Um, I, I still thought it was too much. I didn't mind it. I think one thing that I did carry with me into the film was that they were like, it's going to be refreshing to see a Star Wars film where we don't have people with superpowers. There aren't Jedi and people that can move things with their minds. It's going to be about the ground forces in the rebellion. We get to see what the normal people, the non-Luke Skywalkers, have to do to fight. Because in the movie, I'll go too, is what Luke says. And it's like, hey, dude, there's other people that don't have powers that might be good pilots and want to help. I, I liked, in general, that idea. So I feel like, again, it goes back to the studio thing. You gotta have Darth Vader in there. Oh, yeah. The kids want to see Darth Vader. So there's that. Uh, overall, there were some elements I really liked. There's that. There's a piece of yeah concept art that had been flying around for since Empire Strikes Back was Vader's castle, and I kind of liked Vader's castle. Mustafar, of course, that emo dude has a castle that overlooks the spot where he got totally owned in yeah. lava. I love that aesthetic. I loved how it looked, the design of it. I loved him in the back to tank. I thought that was gross and awesome. I did, as a big fan of the Lord of the Rings movie, I did think it was great for them to go to Minas Morgul and <laughs> show the other tower again because it's, it's been a long time since I've seen Return of the King. So it was fun to go back to Mordor. Um, but, and I think I told you this, maybe it wasn't as bad the second time around, but he straight up drops like a pun in the yes. movie. Mm-hmm. And that for me might be the low point where he, uh, Orson Krennic, uh, I can't remember the actor's name now and I really should be able to remember it, um, but he's the the white cloak imperial officer who's the main antagonist for the most part, um, goes to visit Vader and is really just trying to climb the ladder. Yeah. And it's very obvious to Vader and Vader just does not have time for it, especially he's like, you woke me up from my horrible you know, my, my salve bath to, to, you know, to whine to me about this and that. And as Krennic is sort of saying, am I still in charge? Vader starts to force choke him. And the, that guy is doing a great job of, of, of acting that out. And then he turns around and says, try not, I believe he says, don't choke on your ambitions. Krennic. Don't let your ambitions choke you or something. Don't, like yeah. That. Don't choke on your ambitions, Krennic, something like that. And he says it, and his fingers are out, and he's got his thing, and it's... I don't know what you guys think. He's said things in the past, Vader, that are sort of dark humor and stuff, but this felt just like... This was like a sick burn that he was waiting to drop yeah. on this guy. It, it, it felt out of character for me. I didn't, I didn't love that. I didn't like that very much. I thought it kind of matched in Return of the Jedi where he says, Luke, into my eyes to his son, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I had to come up with that really quick, all right? <laughs> hey, 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 to your credit, you had to come up with that quick, and they had nothing but time in this movie to have him say, he could have said anything. I, I would have rather he not said the word choke while he was choking it. He should have said, you know, don't overreach your bounds or whatever. Just yeah. something snotty to be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm tired of hearing your bullshit. Like, there are people above you, and there's always going to be, yeah. don't try and come here and pull me out of my bath time to, to do this. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, got, I really like the candles, the aromatic yeah. candles that were around the back. To Did you hear the other thing too? You know that old man who walks into the chamber and says, "Like Lord Vader, you know, Krennic is here." That people think that's Snoke. Oh, weird! That Just would be. I would not enjoy yeah. that. 
Also, if I were Vader, I guess I see the guard. Like when you're in the back to tank and you're like defenseless, like you need to have some guards. Who is this? Why do you have this he's old man butler. living with you? Yeah. yeah, he's the Alfred of. Or did you yeah. mention that he's, yeah. he's the Alfred for Darth Vader in this lava castle? Um, I, I liked White Cloak guy though. I liked his personality. Krennic, yeah, that. yeah, Krennic. I'm glad they never said his yeah Orson, which is his first name. That's not intimidating at all. So. Yeah, Orson Scott Krennic. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Well, yeah, I don't know. We, we've jumped around a little bit, but I think what you mentioned earlier, and I think the highlight for the film for me is when they go to the the kind of the beach planet Scarif. Yeah. The that's when the war movie becomes real for me. There's yeah. there's spy and and team assembling and subterfuge earlier, and some of that works and some of it doesn't. But for me, ultimately. Uh, the stuff on Scarif is like dynamite. There's, yeah. They're, you know, swapping costumes, which is always a good Star Wars thing. They're infiltrating. There's other members of the team that it's are... good for Star Wars. It's good for a Weird Al concert. Yeah. Yeah, costume changes. They should have had a costume change montage where they were trying on different <laughs> Imperial outfits to see which one they liked. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I really liked all those scenes. And, I mean, let's just say it. Like, the, the choice to have not one or two or three, but all of our characters perish trying to get these plans out I thought was great. Pretty I was pretty surprised. Like I, I think at a certain point well I wasn't surprised once the Death Star fired, but I thought there was like some remote chance that like Jin or so might get off the planet. Okay. And like it and it, it it in my mind when I was watching it, I was like, you know, how can how can you have the remainder of the Star Wars universe exist without somebody saying somebody running into Jin or so or something like that. I guess in my mind, it never occurred to me that every character would die. I didn't either. Oh, no, I kind of thought they were. That was what they were doing in this movie. So it all seemed kind of like, even as like a Disney like. Or were you even coming up from that angle? I was. I, I thought alone as a Disney movie, I was like, no, there's no, no, there's no way. Like, someone will get out. K K Tuso will fly out with the plans. He think he says at one point like, if they blow us up, like we're all dead. He's like, well, I'm not. I don't breathe. I can float in space. And yeah. Like, oh well, how nice for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I guess I wasn't thinking about it as a Disney movie. I was thinking about it as a. a I hate the way I like approach movies now. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't. It's it's annoying to me that I'm aware sometimes of all that stuff, and it it colors movies of the for company me that's way. film making is, the film. It, but it's hard and, to yeah. it's hard to not think of in some ways. Sure. But anyway. Anyway. And I think that also triggered a lot of the music stuff that I was talking about earlier, where I was supposed to care about things, and like everyone had their little moment where it would be they would step out and say, I'm going to do something cool and then I'm going to die. And everyone did. Every single fucking one of them did it. Yeah. They just said, okay, now I'm going to do something. The only thing that I do in this movie that's impressive and then I'm going to just die. Yeah. And it, it kind of got old to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with that. It kind of felt like everybody had a hero moment before yeah. they died. I, but they were stuck. I mean, that all they could do is, I mean, like Bodhi wasn't out there firing a gun until he got killed in, in you know, a hail of laser fire. He, he ran to plug it in and, and, you know, make the uplink. And then some random trooper comes in and throws a grenade and he's just gone. It's just yeah. that quick. And but that, it's like, okay, I got it finished and now we're ready to go. And Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think everyone inside the, the shield of that planet knew like they were screwed. Like I, there's actually a part where one of the U wings flies down and a bunch of rebels drop off and they say for Jetta. And they're like yelling for like the planet that yeah. got blown up, which I thought was a cool moment, mm-hmm. but they all knew they were, this is it. This, they, they were screwed. Like, yeah, like I, I kind of like that. It, it's, I liked the fact that it was a war movie in the Star Wars universe. I liked seeing a battle where 
I didn't think some Jedi was going to magically save them or, or throw up a shield. Oh, I didn't think so either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would have been disappointed if, if Ketuso had, you know, disappeared and then come back from the landing bay. I found another ship and picked a couple up or something. Sure. Like, it felt more like the war movie they were trying to make for me, where it's like, yeah, you know, but sometimes, like, you might have won the battle in the sense that you got those plans out, but, like, all of those people, all those ships, all those things are gone. Like, that was the sacrifice you had to make. And maybe that's the point of having some characters that are kind of in the script is that, like, they're all going to die at the end, so don't get too attached. And, yeah, and that's... I guess on the other side of that, it's like... You don't care when to, they die? If you're going to introduce a character within a movie and then kill them within the same movie, you got to do something in between that, which I don't think they necessarily did, except some of them, like, sure. in that last final minute where, like, now care about them, now they're gone. And it's it's a thing of Star Wars, too. Like, I mean, look at Boba Fett. Like, all the... You know, he did so little in the actual films, but he looked kind of cool... And sometimes he would say a little tiny thing. Mm-hmm. And there's all this... And even before the ancillary books and comics and all this extra stuff, there's just a mythos built up around them. Or, you know, people make up their own stories or they think about what why they think they're cool. Now, now replace Luke Skywalker with Boba Fett, then replace Han Solo with Boba Fett, and replace <laughs> uh, like Leia with Boba Fett. And now yeah. you got this movie. It's it's just not worth it if you have everyone like that. Mm. There there were a few people who had some personality. I still maintain that I feel like Jin and uh, yeah. Ketuso more for his humor, but I liked Jin's arc. I think Cassian has more going on for him a as bit. a character, but uh, but I will I will admit, I'll admit it. Defeat. I'll admit defeat. I just some of them weren't as flesh as they could be, and that's another thing with kind of the ensemble. You know, this is like the team where it's like. There's just no way you're going to be able to build up a backstory for all of these people and fill in all these gaps. That is part of that that Maybe. studio thing. Like they want to tell the Chirrut Imwe story, whether you you're going to read it or not. Someone's going to gobble that up. So as much as it as it pains me to have some of those gap huge gaps in the movie, but that's that stuff is written for me most of the time. Mm-hmm. But it just fell very flat. This time, that's fine. Yeah, for whatever reason, like normally, I come out of any Star Wars thing, no matter how bad it is, wanting to know, like the even if it's a tiny little bit. I came out of Force Awakens wondering, like, okay, those guys who took Finn off the planet, there's a guy in a red helmet, and oh, then there's a I little short guy. Those guys look so cool. What, what yeah. are they doing? What's up with them? And I read more about them. Of One course. of them has like a peg leg, like an actual wood peg leg. Yeah, it's just great. And then you see these guys, and you see a bit of it, but you don't see enough. There are a couple just... aliens on Scarif that I liked. I liked. Pow, the guy with the the gray alien with the big huge mouth. Okay, but you yeah, see him for like two one. seconds and he yells at one point. And I also like Biston, who's the monkey guy who's like shooting outside yes, the U wing. But he gets those? owned. He gets just blown up. Yeah. I care about both of those characters more than I care about the pilot. Let's interesting, say. interesting. Because I did care about those the two guys, the force sensitive guy and the Cheered other guy. And, and I thought Baze they were Malbus. I thought they were a cute couple. But did you uh, read them as a couple? I did. I did too. Interesting. Yeah. He says I have you or something like that. He's like, I don't need something or other. I have you. Yeah, I could pick, and then you could read that out. as a friendship he, or a. You could. I definitely if read it as a trying couple. To, if yeah. you're trying to avoid I, I'm it, just, I think you could read it as a. No, no, I'm I'm just curious because that is another thing that you know, not super controversial or anything, but yeah, people have been you know saying or like, oh, is that what they were implying with that? Is that they were kind of you know together? Or yeah, is, I'm glad they didn't say it. And I, well, yeah. I liked regardless that they seem to have a strong relationship, and like you can tell when when they get to Edu in the rainy planet and. And Chirrut walks out after Jin and is like, oh, don't worry. Yeah, like the line that you said, I don't need, you know, help. I have you. And he's like, frustratingly, like, he knows I'm not going to sit here and let him walk out there. Yeah. So I have mm-hmm. I have to help him. 
So I, regardless of the deeper part of their relationship, I appreciated like that, at least their connection, at least their friendship, whatever level it was on. Um, Boning. Boning. I don't know if they had the time. They, <laughs> they, they were just sitting around uh, Jeddah for a long time just doing nothing. So who knows? They weren't doing nothing. They weren't doing nothing. Um, so I guess now that we're at the end of the movie, um, you know, they do get the Death Star plans. They get them off planet. Gets past Hot Potato <laughs> style through a bunch of uh, rebels. Mm-hmm. And then D Vader shows up. Did you like? Did you like the Vader scene at the end? Uh, I, I mean, I, it was all right. Do you I think it would have been better if they'd not shown him previous to the in that movie? Like, if that had been the you know first what? time you saw Vader, would that have been like a much more like, I, oh shit? You know what? I that's the first time I've had that brought up, and I actually have to concede. I I might have liked that more. Yeah, you might be right, actually. As much as I liked seeing his little mansion on Mustafar, <laughs> and I do, I, I yeah. thought it was cool. Um, but um, pardon me, I'm getting I'm getting a little choked up. Yeah. Oh, don't choke on my ambition. <laughs> <coughs> pardon me. But um, you're right. That might have been more impactful to to have that reveal because it is great. the The hallway goes dark. You hear yeah. the sound. The lightsaber comes on. Yeah, it's on. Like I, yeah, I, yeah. I liked it because you're waiting for him to enter the scene, but he's already there. And then the the lightsaber turns on. You realize, mm-hmm. oh, he's standing like two feet closer than I thought he was going to come in. Yeah. And it's not a big deal, but it's just kind of visually, oh yeah, he's he's here. Darth That's Vader's not a here. bad point. I think they probably once again felt like, well, we got Graham off Tark and we got all the other things going on. Like it's so close to this other food movie. We can't not mention. I'm honestly surprised they didn't show the emperor. I, right. I am. I, yeah. I am. I'm, I'm like, Oh, they're, we're going to get a scene at least of him in his chair from the back. As soon as I saw Vader, I was like, we're going to get the emperor. Yeah. But you know what? I, I think I agree with you on that one that I, I, it might've been too. See, I think the executives would have gone, no, there's too little. No, the yeah. fans will want a lot more Vader. He'll need to talk. He would have need to have talked. Yeah. And said, and look, he talked and he dropped this horrible pun. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I got to concede. I think, I think I would have enjoyed it more. It would have been even, I think all the people that are freaking out over that, like 30 seconds of like a cr- cool fight in that hallway yeah. would have been even crazier if we hadn't seen him previously. Yeah. I, I do like that idea. Um, so they pass off the plans, hot potato. They get it out the door. Apparently Vader can't use the force through doors because that guy gets away. It's and made of a force resistant metal. Yeah. The, uh, rebels <laughs> yeah. Were, yeah. Um, it's called resistium. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it's made out of unatanium. Oh, it's not as hard to find. Um, <laughs> um, and then we get uh, another CGI creation of young uh, Princess Leia. R.I.P. Which was sort of a timely thing, unfortunately. But um, yeah. Um, yeah, so they hand off the plans to Leia and she that's the end of the movie. Mhm. Um Yeah. Yeah. It's a good 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 place to end it at the beginning of basically the Literally. beginning of episode 4. Yeah, it takes I think it ends what 15 minutes before the events of New Hope basically, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you can't get much closer than en- that. Enough time for her to record on R2D2 and then mm-hmm. send him away. Put her hood back up and then yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Go ahead. Are, it, I, okay, but, there are two confusing parts of this movie, and it, I, it's kind of. I feel like we should do something after we talk about the end of the movie, rather than sure. just go back to two weird parts. But I don't know what else. Anyways, no, we'll go for it. Uh, so, Jin Urso gets caught in two situations that, like, two conflicts. Just her, 
nothing happens with them. They just immediately resolve, and I don't know why they exist in this movie. What two situations? So the first one is she's on the platform in that rainy area. Edu. Edu, and a ship takes off, and the exhaust from it blows her back off of a platform, and then she climbs back up immediately. And it's like, why did that happen? Does exhaust from uh, spaceships do this in any other part of the Star Wars universe. In the Force Awakens, the um, don't they? The Millennium Falcon takes takes off from inside the freighter that Han Solo owns, and it blows the people that are in the hangar back, and also the the creature on the front gets like vaporized by the. I'm sorry. Nope. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I'm happy uh, to help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because that kind of took me back. Because I, I feel like I like I've it took Jen Erso back. Oh, jeez. But it is, it is interesting. Uh, were you thinking I, of I, it from no, like it doesn't burn her; it just like pushes her. It, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, that's odd. But just the fact that I feel like I've seen hangar bays full of guys as uh, ships will come up and then they'll take, take off, they'll off. fly away, and, yeah. and nobody's bothered by it. The you know I, the emperor's. Uh, I think generally, and like an X-wing takes off, and there's not like. It's not like on full power, or it's mm-hmm. not you know full exhaust or whatever. So it kind of takes off and you know and hovers and then you know goes and then it kind of hits the jets. But because Krennic was trying to make such a quick getaway, it's mm-hmm. like it boosts <laughs> and 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 damn the consequences because clearly it didn't matter to him any of the other who was on the platform. Who was on the platform? It was yeah. all casualties were acceptable. She was the only one. And but yeah, that's nitpicky in the Star Wars universe. But the fact that they just blew her off the platform just to have her climb right back sure. up, and it's not like well, she's a very good climber. You were never worried. Like, she's a slipknot of this so movie. That's, oh, boy. That is the other one that happened. Like she's climbing through, and there's some fucking like butthole uh, thing. That of, was weird. Yeah, J- uh, opening and closing. Yeah, yeah. And I, she has to time her her flip up into it. My wife and, and I talked about that, and it was like. After, oh, when she after, has the when she gets the plans she gets and she goes plans, up she to, gets the to the top satellite. of like the server room and there's like there's the aperture that yeah. keeps like closing and it's like I, I compared it to a server room where I was like well it's probably like letting air in and out to keep it cooled and I was like but With it doesn't need to do timing, that yeah. I mean the only thing the only reference in Star Wars is like there's those in Cloud City remember like Luke slides down the thing and then randomly erp, the thing opens up and he falls down into it. For no reason. There's just things opening and closing for just I, exhaust ports everywhere. And, and it's like, oh, there's weight on me. I'll open up and dump whatever's in this tunnel out. Like yeah. I don't know what it is for. And it's it's very much a movie thing, but the But what did that add to the movie? Like, were we supposed what, to think that maybe she would get her hand yeah, cut like, off oh, too? She's gonna get she's gonna get chopped <laughs> in half. She well, is I, a Star Wars main character, so she might I, lose her after hand. After what the events of all that happened, you're you're stuck. Krennic is breathing down your neck. He's shot Cassian, and you think he's dead down on the the you know the thing below you. And to have that, there's no reason she shouldn't have just popped out the top, only to have it dish needs to be realigned and still struggle against that. There was, it, it felt like a very strange small moment of tension that was just unnecessary. Exactly. Yeah. Like what? It's a very it's small a, moment too, but it was a little a bit of a head scratch. So I why, we both talked about. Yeah. If you're ta- if you're like if you have all these characters that need a little bit more, right? Everyone needs a little bit more, and so editing seems like it would be very important to this of just like throwing a couple character building scenes where somebody just says something to somebody else that matters, something that will stick with you at the end. And instead of doing that, they throw in two little weird tension Maybe. moments that took up the whatever five seconds it would take for these other people to just have something meaningful where that doesn't lead you anywhere. That doesn't get you... There's no tension that, that you know, she's not carrying anything with it from 
from before. She's not. She doesn't take anything with it from there. It's just five empty seconds of what the fuck are they doing with yeah. this? Maybe it should have like snagged her clothes and ripped it into like a hotter outfit or something. Yeah. 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 Okay, guys. Yeah. Let's, Let's get, get into how this. About, how about like she should have popped up and like why don't they keep the scene in where the tie fighter <laughs> fighter rises up because yeah. that's an, that's something we didn't mention and, and we should wrap we could wrap it up but this movie might be one of the movies i've seen most recently that is the most different from the marketing material to, compared to the actual film. oh in terms of like the if, trailers if you go are back very and look different at the trailers from... uh forrest whitaker's character's hairstyle is completely different there's lines that aren't in the movie there's obviously things that they tested that were better for like a trailer sure. or not, but I don't know if I've seen a trailer in such a long time where they didn't just drop a scene. It feels completely Completely reshot. I mean, they showed them running with the Death Star plans on the beach with Ketuso, with Cassian and Jin, and at-at, shooting at them. Nowhere to be seen. Does not occur in the film. Yeah. Very, very different. So I don't, I guess I don't feel cheated, but it's very strange to me how much the marketing doesn't exist in the actual final product. Yeah. Maybe that was intentional to kind of keep everyone in the dark. I don't know. Sure. I, I mean, I noticed it after watching it, but honestly, when I went in, I didn't say like, hey, where was that one scene or anything like you that? You were screaming at the top of your lungs. <laughs> Where's that scene? <laughs> they were all, everything that happened in the trailer was close enough. And if you're talking about just like, okay, yeah, they, yeah, were, they were right. on this sure. planet. They were, there was no new planet that you never saw. Like in Dark Knight, no, if, if like instead of the truck flipping over in the middle of the road, it like just like fell on its side <laughs> instead. And you're like, oh, that's a little different, I guess. Well, they got the same job done, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's Rogue One, guys. Hey, that's Rogue One. Can't wait for Rogue Two. <laughs> a new hope uh, is what it's called. Next, yeah. Oh, oh sorry. yeah. Um, so for next month, uh, we were talking before the podcast about what we should do, and I think we settled on Triple X, the return of Xander Cage. Oh boy! And this is a trailer I have not seen yet, um, and I, we thought it might be a little fun to catch a glimpse as we're recording here. Your full screen that. Get this on full screen. Who planned it? No, I don't. Make sure you do download that. it on uh, Blu-ray. <laughs> uh oh, guys, this is here. We go. Technical difficulties. We think that, is the audio going to come through? Or are we going to hear it? Uh, I guess we'll find out. Also, is this oh, an this ad? Is awful. Oh yeah, we got an ad. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta try. Well, we got some raccoons Thank digging through some garbage here. If you taste something bad, you want someone else to try it. It's what you do. Oh, this is a Geico ad. Oh fucking no way! Are we watching? Okay, so are we watching Geico ads yeah. this month? I, okay, I do want to say oh, wait, something up. before we get to this. Okay, Geico, let's put a pause. Is, Geico is the fucking devil. They are everywhere, and I hate them. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> do not do not buy. If you have Geico car insurance, get rid of it. Uh, this is are, a hotter take than anything we said about Rogue One. <laughs> yes, goodness. I, I believe in this strongly. Nearly fifty percent of ads out there are Geico ads, and I wish they would die. Thank you. Whoa! Well, <laughs> Thank we're you. gonna have to talk more yeah. about this afterwards. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I guess we'll uh, we'll delete that ad copy about Geico that I'm putting in the middle <laughs> yeah, of the show. I can't believe our first sponsor we have yeah, to get rid of. Yeah. Shoot. All right, um, so uh, here we go. The trailer for Triple X, the, res- the return of Xander Cage. Get on your knees! You have three seconds to comply! Base, base jumping off a, an oil rig? In skis. Three. If you wanted me back, you could have just asked me. Is that Tony Collette? It sure is. Oh, my God. That was Vin Diesel. <laughs> That was an ice cube <laughs> returning from the second one? There's time. Chirrut. We need someone. Oh, like he's them. a blind force user. Fight like them. It's time to be a patriot. 
James Bond. No more patriots. I think I have rebels and tyrants. No, I have. So which are you? I'm Triple X. I'm Vin. I'm back. I'm pornography. I'll introduce you to your ground team. All right, here comes Red Bull's poster child. Oh! oh. Clowns watch my back. <laughs> Who would you trust? The good. What if it was just the whole team from Fast okay. and Furious? Completely insane. That's like that is. We went from Mission Impossible to Mission Friggin' Sanity. Yeah. Also, I think that was a tattoo on his leg of like yeah. a pogo stick spring in his leg or something. <laughs> oh, the soundtrack though. I believe one of his team. You know what you're doing down there. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> Good one. Oh boy. That's what she said. I think one of his team members is a DJ. Oh great. So when they infiltrate that club, he'll fit in perfect. Whatever it is you're looking for, you're gonna come up short. Does this mean you're not making me breakfast in the morning? We're willing to die to keep the world safe. How about you? I live for this. Ooh, oh. unless, unless it's the second movie, then I'll sit it out. I go low. I'll go high. It already shows that he's oh, working with the Obama. guys. Okay, here we go. <laughs> he is riding motorcycles on waves. Let me simplify it for you. Kick some ass. Get the girl and try to look dope. While he has to get the girl. <laughs> he has to look dope while he's doing it. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, so we have to see that in 3D, right? Yeah. I want to see Vin Diesel flying out of a plane at me. I want to see that jacket 3D. Oh boy. So Andrew, what? I mean, you. That Whoops. was a. Uh, that was over a, again. The fresh first one for you. What did you think of that? Uh, looks great. I think it looks entertaining at the very least. I, I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> uh, it looks so much like a knockoff Fast and the Furious movie starring Vin Diesel still that like I, if you had told me that like Fast and the Furious had been canceled and this is what he's doing now, I would have believed you. However, there's a Fate of the Furious trailer out there, so can't fool me. All right. Um, it looks fun. Okay. It looks dope. Fingers crossed. It looks dope. It'll be a January miracle if it is. Yeah. So. All right, so uh, guys, we will see you next month for We Will Return, much like the return of Xander Cage. Bye. Bye. See ya.